Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. And today's episode is sponsored by Bunny Lou. We are just thrilled to have the sponsor. We've posted a couple times on our Instagram. We'll continue to do so just so you can see what the pieces look like, what we have our kids in. They go up to three years, both boys and girls, and just really timeless classic pieces. They're so beautiful. They are family picture worthy, but also to be honest with you, at least for my daughter, I am just throwing those on all the time. I feel like they've washed out really well. They are really easy to clean. Anyway, everything about it has honestly been just super easy, really beautiful, really timeless. I couldn't be more excited about this sponsorship. If you want to support the podcast and also shop Bunny Lou, you can shop their items at bunnylou.com. They also have an Instagram and it's B-U-N-N-I-E-L-O-U. That's Bunny Lou. And we have a discount, 15% off. You can use all caps KINDRED15 to get 15% off your items. Yes, perfect. I will just quickly add the little dress I have for Lola is honestly my favorite item of clothing that she owns it's so darling and I'm just so excited that I'm having another girl so that it can be worn again and the items are truly so classic that my girls I know that they will have their daughters wear them one day so they're really special they're going in my keepsake yes clothing they're not like so fancy they're just so classic and perfect and we love them yeah Anyways, okay, Britt, do you want to say what you're grateful for? Oh, yes. Okay. I am sorry, I totally put you on the spot. No, you did, but that's okay. I can come up with something quick. Um, okay, what am I grateful for? I'm actually grateful for a lot today. I um will say though that I have been so busy morning till eve with my children. Just we are making breakfast in the morning and then just getting out of the house, going, going, going. Um, even I'll just like briefly share. I was laughing. So we've been like in and out of the house. We won't be gone all day long, but we'll like leave the house, come back, change clothes, leave the house again, come back, eat a, eat a meal, leave the house. Like we've just been busy. And honestly, I've been loving it. And it was making me laugh yesterday. We left the house for like an afternoon, late afternoon, you know, just like those hours that get really difficult that like three to five 30 ish, um, park outing. And we decided to walk. So I loaded Eloise up and then we had a scooter, one of my kids on a scooter, another one on a bike. And we go on this walk and probably walk about a mile to this park and we're playing for a second. And it's just like a little bit off. It was really hot yesterday. Yeah. A cold front's come in now, but it was hot anyway. So we're all sweaty. We, I bring my Kindle. I'm like reading this book. I'm reading Hotel Nantucket right oh now gosh. that I'm just really excited about. It's a cute little book. So. Okay. I read that like a you few did? weeks ago. We're going to have to talk about it. Yes, we will. Okay. So anyway, I'm reading that. So I brought my Kindle so I could read. Anyway, this park is just like a little bit off the, um, it's like down from the road. So you can't see it from the main road. Anyway, we're playing for a while. And I just thought like, since having kids, I am paranoid. I don't know if everyone feels this way. It's gotten worse as I've gotten, as they've gotten older though. Like I just, if I don't have eyes on them, I'm paranoid. Just like what could happen, you know? Anyway, some van. Oh, why? The unmarked vans without the windows. They just freak you out so bad. Yeah. Never buy one of those. (laughs) (laughs) A van like pulls into the parking lot and there was a man driving it and the license plate was from out of state. And I just... I didn't have great service and I just didn't feel good about it. I'm like already a little paranoid. I'm like, dang it. We'd been playing for a solid amount of time though. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So I'm like, boys, 
get in the, like, get your stuff. Let's go. And they took their shoes off because there had been like some sand. And anyways, they'd been playing and they're like, we don't have, we don't want to put our shoes on. And I'm like, okay, get in the stroller. (laughs) So seriously, like Eloise is in the top stroller. Wells, I have a double. Wells is in the bottom. Brooke sits in the undercarriage. He, I make Brooke squish with the scooter with the in the undercarriage, and I put the bike over the top handlebars. <laughs> and as Just super mom. Oh my gosh. As we're going down the path, they had been spraying. We have these really amazing trails by where we live, and they actually had, I will say, they had been blocked off with cones, but everything was dry. So I'm like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. And like occasionally there would be a biker or something. I'm sure all of us were thinking the same thing. Like, oh, they were up because it was wet, but it's dry now. Yeah. No, no. They were coming to spray again. Shoot. So they're like spraying. I don't really know. Like, do you spray asphalt? Because anyway, or whatever that like black tarry stuff yeah. that they're spraying on the path. So a, a truck comes to spray the path as we're like trying to get out of here. Shoot. And now you're trapped. Yes. And there's like a huge soccer field. So I just, you know how hard it is to push a stroller through thick grass. Well, and with that many kids on it. Oh, I am literally, this thing's got to be at least a hundred pounds. Yeah. At least. I am just trucking it across the grass field. Three kids, double stroller, scooter, bike. I like make a home so fast, dripping, dripping sweat. Anyway, I had to tell That's Johnny. Oh my gosh, I had to tell Johnny the whole story, and we were both just dying laughing. But anyway, all of that aside, the point is we have just been honestly having a lot of fun. We've been doing gym, gym daycare, parks, pools, I like museums, just so many outings, going out to lunch, and I don't know. It's just hasn't felt stressful because none of it's been calendared or scheduled. It's yeah. just been like, what are we going to do today? And I've been loving it. I really enjoy hanging out with my kids. I love having great conversations with them. I like having my house stay clean when we come home for dinner. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just really grateful that we're entering. I mean, I know I still have littles, but I feel like I'm entering this phase where it's um, really enjoyable. Like it feels like they're a real presence, you here's, know, and here's it's enjoyable. The thing. To spend you still time have littles, but they're only getting older. Yeah. And that's a new phase. Yes, totally. You know, totally. where you're not that's just so like going in a baby, baby every time. Yeah. Yeah. And even just to have like a four-year-old, I keep saying this to people. I'm like, who would have thought? All it takes is a four and a half-year-old to like relieve that feeling of like, I need an adult conversation. Brooks is around and I'm like totally good to chat with him. You know, he's asking me all kinds of questions. Lately, if he, if he like doesn't get my attention, he'll be like, Brittany. I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> Anyways, so it's just, yeah, I've been enjoying our time together and I'm grateful that we've been busy and really soaked up all of our summer. Okay, I love that. Um, I am feeling so grateful today. This pregnancy has just taken it out of me. I I don't really know why particularly. I think all my pregnancies have been hard for me. But this one particularly, I think because I have two little kids and it's summer and it's hot and I'm a little bit iron deficient. I don't know. I'm just so exhausted. And I was thinking the other day, I'm like, when is nesting going to kick in? Because there is so much to do before this baby comes and I have zero motivation to do it. I need the nesting instinct. Anyways, today my mom and dad came and took my kids for the morning, which was so awesome of them. That's sweet. But I got the burst that I've been waiting for. Yay! And I'm so happy. I just went through all of my kids' clothes and really organized them. Um... 
And it's really hard for me to, especially in Lola's room, because I mean, she's, she's too little. Like I could go through Miles's clothes while he's awake, but I couldn't go through Lola's while she's awake. So, I, and when she's asleep, she's in a room. So I just haven't had a chance to go through her clothes in a while. So I went through all of her clothes. I went and I, I had bags of their clothes, but I didn't really have them organized. So I organized them all. And now that we know we're having another girl and I, I'm, I don't know, I'm, thinking this is probably our last and even if it's not our last and if I do have another boy like it will be like a seven-year gap between them I don't think that the clothes you know Miles is so hard in his clothes I don't think they're gonna last I think the styles are all gonna be off so I really only saved the gender neutral things that his sisters can wear with like a few special items that I just are his and I want him to have forever but anyway so I really went through everything it felt so good to be productive and you know we made the decision to move Lola's room to be by Miles and that way the baby can be closer to us and um that that way Lola can she's such a good sleeper it feels it'll feel good to have her a little bit further away so that you know we're not waking her up and anyways it just felt very productive and also made me feel more ready for the baby which our episode today is all about the third trimester we did an episode on postpartum and now we're just talking all about right before giving birth I feel like it's oh my gosh I have so many thoughts to share it's such an emotional time pregnancy is so hard I'm gonna say it's so hard for me but I think it's so hard for everyone I don't think it's easy for anyone pregnancy is really hard and everyone's hard looks a little bit different but it's really hard so hard and it has felt, it was just special looking at all these clothes and thinking like, oh, my little girl is going to be in these. You know, there's going to be another little body wearing this little onesie that her big brother and big sister have worn. And it was honestly, it felt really good to just prepare for her a little bit. So that's what I'm feeling grateful for today. And oh my gosh, I'm just so excited to talk about all things third trimester. Me too. I feel like there's nothing like going through that specifically going through the clothes, whether it's at a shower when people are gifting you clothes or you're going through yes, pr- old clothes, old, yes, older children's clothes to pass down, holding up those newborn onesies again. Oh my goodness. It just, that's what it, it does sets something in. to you. You're like, there's a baby coming. There is going to be a human being in this article of clothing. Yes. It's wild. It's wild. And there, it just makes them feel so much more real. I also feel like Um, I updated on the last episode, so I'll just like, I'm not going to give a big update, but I have gestational diabetes and it's taken a lot from me. It's just, um, I, I am trying really, really hard to manage it with diet and exercise, but I have a like fairly severe case of it. So it's, you know, every day I have a pretty intense, honestly, kind of intense routine and it's totally intense (laughs) my sister was joking she's like I feel like you're on 75 hard (laughs) and you're about to give birth I'm like that's exactly how it feels I've never done 75 hard because I'm not that intense but like it feels like it it. just to be clear I'm not it's not actually that intense but it's it's a lot I have a strict regimen anyways but honestly I I have taken my time to like be sad about that diagnosis and I've let myself cry over it. You know, it's a bummer. And 
I'm feeling way better about it now. I'm like, okay, we're going to start. Like, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to ever feel bummed about it again because I might have to go on insulin. I'll probably be bummed about that. Like, whatever. Like, I have high fluid. I'll be bummed about that. I'll get bummed. But, you know, in general, I'm feeling really good about it. And I'm just feeling like, okay, I'm going to use this time. I'm walking a ton. I'm eating, you know, I'm honestly eating really healthy and I'm taking really good care of myself. And I'm, because just of like my blood sugar, I have to wake up early. And you know what? I'm going to make the most of that. And I'm going to take advantage. You know, I didn't really want to be waking up at 6.15 for like the rest of my pregnancy, but I have to. And so, and my kids don't wake up that early. Thank goodness. But okay. I get an hour of free time now to myself every morning. And yeah, you know, I thought I needed the sleep, not going to get the sleep, but like we're going to work on myself. We're going to feel connected to that baby. And even <laughs> I was, I've been doing, um, cold, pl- <laughs> cold plunge. <laughs> Anyways, there's like research for that with, um, diabetes. And I was in the cold plunge today and I was like listening to this song and honestly getting so emotional. I was feeling her kick inside of me and just feeling like I am doing this for you. Like I'm doing this because I love you. And like, just feeling so connected to her. And, um, Miles, he, not that this, I would not say that this pregnancy has been traumatic at all, but Miles, when I was 26 weeks pregnant, they found like, um, his heart, his heart rate was kind of skipping. So they sent me to labor and delivery and it was so scary at 26 weeks. And, um, I felt it was so scary, but I also like, it resolved really quickly, which I'm so grateful for. And he's perfectly healthy, but that kind of traumatic experience was so incredibly bonding for me with him while he was in my, in my womb. Right. And Lola's pregnancy was just like so great. And I mean, I felt like crap, <laughs> but, but like nothing, nothing, went smoothly. yes, like nothing no- noteworthy. And then this pregnancy again, I'm like, Oh, it's reminding me, you know, like these things that are hard are actually really, they're really bonding. I feel like with, it just makes me feel closer to the baby before they're yeah. born, which anyways, I'm just looking for all, I'm looking for all of the good, <laughs> the good right <laughs> now. But I, I don't know. Did you feel that way? Cause I know that you've had like a, a couple. Yeah. I was like, thinking, I was thinking back on that. Honestly, I feel like, um, so I had preeclampsia with Brooks and then I always struggle with blood pressure when I'm pregnant and which is just so random like that's just how my body handles it because I have never had any kind of high blood pressure in my life so I don't know it's kind of a weird thing but with both with my subsequent two pregnancies my blood pressure got high and then it kind of just leveled off and then actually after I have the baby it kind of gets high again anyway so honestly it's just like some trauma there every time they pull out the cuff I'm just like oh I'm gonna have a panic attack and then my blood pressure is gonna be high so so anyway but I'm like trying I feel like my other two I since I didn't have preeclampsia and ended up everything ended up being healthy um it feels like a lifetime ago even in like our last episode you mentioned something about Brooks's pregnancy and I I had to like kind of pull it out of the archives yeah. you know like yeah. I honestly was like whoa that feels like a stretch pulling back to what happened because it was really traumatic but I feel like anyway my subsequent pregnancies have healed a bit but um yeah I will say one thing that's interesting for me is which maybe this is different than what you were asking but I do feel like it manifests in my life currently in that I feel extra protective of Brooks really and I was that way pregnant I was that way as uh with him in the NICU he was in the NICU for a month and 
that made me really highly protective of him. And I do feel that way still. And I feel like I probably always will a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anyways, it's just all led me to kind of think, especially just talking about this on our podcast in this episode, I do feel like it's such a special time to prepare to meet your baby. And whether it's your first baby or your fifth baby, you know, it's really a sacred time. And um, it was really fun to reflect on all the things I'm doing now that you've done previously to get to, to do. I've also felt like this pressure of, you know, this is likely my last baby and I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy like how special it is. I want to enjoy my two kids, but also I feel like crap. (laughs) You know, like I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel good like mentally and I don't feel good physically, which not to be negative. I just, I just don't feel good. Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know, I want to be enjoying my kids. I want to be like embracing this pregnancy and enjoying Pierce. And so I feel like there's this, um, just balance that I'm trying to find of, okay, letting myself feel my feelings and also, you know, picking myself up and making the most of what is undeniably just such a special time. And there are moments where I feel like I am a goddess. I am growing a life, you know, like how incredible she is. Like I have a baby moving inside of me that I created with this person that I love and what a miracle. And I feel just all this feminine, amazing energy. Yeah. There are times where I just feel like pissed and mean and (laughs) huge and uncomfortable. And I just don't want anyone to talk to me or touch me and both exist Every day. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. I think that's so relatable. Anyone? I mean, I don't know anyone who's been pregnant, but anyone who's been pregnant with a third child definitely understands (laughs) that. (laughs) I'm like, first child? I don't think I could have related. By now, 100%, I know what you're talking about. Something about me being pregnant, uh, my patience is like... So, so minimized. Okay, I have to say that is always that makes me laugh because and you know this, always I know I'm pregnant so fast. I feel really in tune. My cycle's very normal and also I feel just very in tune with my body and symptoms and always three for three now. I knew I was pregnant because I was being so <laughs> so pissy, for lack of a better word, with Johnny specifically I'd be like wow I have been a real brat and then I'm like shoot we're pregnant like I just every time like (laughs) Pierce I'll never forget he said when I was pregnant with Lola I I don't know what I had said or what I had done and this could have been so rude but it wasn't rude it was just (laughs) honest which is so sad he was like I'm so excited for you to not be pregnant anymore. <laughs> I'm like, same. Yeah. How do you think I feel? Exactly. I don't like feeling like this, okay? You're like, hurt people, hurt people, okay? Totally. <laughs> I'm hurting right now. Totally. Okay, with that said, I want to talk about the things that we do to enjoy that last little bit of pregnancy. Enjoy, prepare, treasure. Love it. All the things. Love it. What have you been doing? Um, okay. I feel like for me and I want to give a big disclaimer. I, I find a lot of joy in preparing for my baby. And I was kind of thinking of a list of these are the things I do to prepare. And I feel like there are different types of people. There are people who a list of things to prepare feels like it could 
cause like induce some anxiety yeah yeah. but for me this is a list where I'm like okay if none of this stuff gets done it's fine but it's a list that like I can have to look forward to you know to me there's nothing worse than being nine months pregnant and not having anything to do right you know like I I even just take take care of my like I want to feel like I am engaged in things that are feeling good and feeling exciting to me I don't want to just be laying on the couch for the last couple months pregnancy that would not be good for my mental health yeah anyway so I like to have a honestly kind of a list that I'm working from okay I want to get these things done before baby and for me a big one is preparing for birth I feel really lucky that I love to give birth but also you know birth is just incredible and we've talked about this before but I feel really passionately that everyone should really like whether what regardless of what your birth plan is, whether you want to give birth at home or in a hospital or with an epidural or without an epidural, I think it's so valuable to learn what your body is doing, what your body is capable of, and just feel empowered because no matter where the baby is coming from, (laughs) I mean, where the baby is delivered, (laughs) the baby's coming from you, but no matter where the baby is delivered or how the baby is delivered, you know, you are giving birth and that is so empowering and so cool that your body is doing it. And I just have found honestly so much joy and I've, that's been kind of a ritual for me now in all three of my pregnancies, my third trimester hits and I am really looking into hypnobirthing and I am watching a bunch of positive birth videos. And honestly, it's been a little bit less this time because um, a, I feel like I'm managing a lot of things with my gestational diabetes, but also, um, also I'm just going to say GD because it's too, <laughs> too much a mouthful, but I've been managing a lot with that. But also I feel like I have this confidence in myself, which feels really cool. You know, I'm like, totally. I have this confidence in my body and I know how my body works and I still like love to hear all of the positive birth stories, but it's cool. You know, I, I, know what my body is feeling and I and I appreciate that anyways but that's been like a ritual that I have loved throughout all of my pregnancies is that preparation for birth I know you love yeah, that too I totally agree I think I it's just so special and here's the thing like I being pregnant is so hard and I'm so grumpy and impatient and this last pregnancy I remember saying I didn't understand when pregnant women said like I'm so done but I was like, I get it now. Like, <laughs> this is the level that they were feeling. And yeah. now I understand. And I remember feeling that way kind of early on. So I remember being uncomfortable, just like at nighttime, wanting to sleep and feel rested. And I was like, I will never feel rested because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. So I remember all those things. And of course, you know, maybe it's just rose colored lenses. I don't know. But truly like being pregnant to me, I love it so much, even though there are days that I for sure hate because Every single day of being pregnant is like Christmas morning. It is just the absolute most special feeling in the whole world. Sweet. So I feel like prepare, like folding the clothes and preparing for birth. And, and if you are on bed, which I was on bed rest with Brooks, if you are on bed rest, like you can prepare mentally, which is great. Like that's one of the biggest things you can be doing, which is awesome. So anyway, any kind of preparation you can be doing, it just feels so special because you are preparing to bring a life into the world. And how often does that happen? You know, like it is one of the most special, special things. So anyway, I did hypnobirthing classes with Brooks and then with Wells and Eloise, I would just go back and listen to my meditations and lots of YouTubing, lots of, um, 
I don't know, in, uh, blogs, any kind of stories, anything like that. Meditations. I would just listen to them and anyway, yeah, prepare in that way. And I honestly do feel like all of my births were pretty different, but, um, but I feel like doing that preparation, regardless of how you birth, really helps you to be present in the moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And, and I think it helps you process better in the moment what's happening, especially I'm super glad that I did all of that preparation for Brooks because he came way before I was expecting him to. And in a way that I did not expect, like I was induced super early. It was my first, I didn't know what was happening. And like the whole thing felt really rushed and crazy. And there was a lot of processing to happen there, but I can still go back to each one of my births and feel like I am there all over again. And it, all three of them are so special to me Yeah, and some, you know, one vastly more traumatic than the others, but all of them were so wonderful and they didn't all go the way I had thought, you know, or perfectly or ideally or whatever you want to say, but I have such positive feelings and I feel like a lot of that is because of the preparation that I did. Totally. And, well, and even with Eloise, you got your epidural and your epidural didn't really work. Right. <laughs> your epidural didn't work. So like, thank goodness that you just, right. you know, you were emotionally and mentally prepared and you knew what your body was doing. For sure. And, it and that was one of the biggest gifts I feel like I could have given myself. I don't know if we honestly talked about it, but Not I, enough. my epidural just worked on one of my legs. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing. But I feel like not that helpful. (laughs) Really not. (laughs) I feel like I had a premonition because I was going to a play with my sister at Christmas time. And it was a Christmas story. Now I'll think of this every time we were going to a Christmas story. And she was telling me about her friend who had just given birth and her epidural didn't work. And I thought, did it really? I'm like asking her all the questions. I'm like, but did it really not? You know, I'm like, what are the chances? And like, who was her doctor? And what did they do? Like, we're, I'm like asking all these questions. Since that night, since that night, I just had this looming thought. That's going to happen. That could happen. That could happen to me. That was the night that I'm like, oh, I better be taking my preparation very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But then I kept being like, but what are the chances? I've already given birth twice and like, it's been great and da da da. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. I gave birth in a different hospital. I had a different anesthesiologist. Like, I don't know, you know, what... Anyway, um, it totally happened. And I it literally worked one of my legs. I could not feel everything else I could. But you took it like a champ. <laughs> and that's the thing is I, I um, feel like I was able to stay so calm. So like it obviously was intense, but like so cool under pressure and still can look back on that birth and be like, that was the most special thing rather than like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. You know, yeah. like. I look back and cherish her birth just as much as I do Wells's, who was honestly a dream. You yeah. Know? So. I love that. I th- And I love that your preparation really set you up for that. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down, and I'm laughing at this. I wrote this down like before I was on my regimen. But but this is totally just how I, I physically prepare too. Like I'm physically preparing for an event. You know, I think it helps so much with recovery if, you know, if I am going on walks and being active and I'm a, big believer in you know the curb walking and the day eating and all of the things but I you know it's a really big physical thing that we are doing and I want to prepare my body for that and I have been preparing my body for that um like I said not in a way that feels stressful like 
it's something looming that needs that I need to be ready for. But just like, I want to love my body and love my baby and, you know, prepare us for this. Um, like I said, for both for birth and for recovery. But one thing that's a big element of that for me is meditation. And I know that you love to meditate too, especially in the last, well, sorry, in the last trimester. Um, I really, I used this in my most recent two pregnancies, but the app expectful, um, I personally love theirs. I know there are a ton on YouTube, but I just find that really calming the meditation. And I feel like it is a really good way for me to feel connected with my baby and also have that calming, the calming confidence in myself. And it's also just really good mental exercise. You know, pregnancy is really hard. And the last bit is such a mind game that doing that mental work is invaluable. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that there's something special about finding um, a space or a time for you to be alone with your baby that's in your womb. (laughs) So like alone. But I feel like some of the most special times I've had being pregnant are like for example, meditating or, um, this most recent pregnancy, I hadn't had this with either of my other two, but this was, I, it may have been because I was just so uncomfortable. I don't know, but I could not sleep well. And I had a little bit of insomnia. So there were t- times that I would wake up at four 30 in the morning and just be like, well, no part of me is tired right now. Like I just cannot go back to sleep. And honestly, it was the best. It was the best because I would get up in the wee hours of the morning and just sit in my chair and like read my scriptures and meditate and just like have a little lamp light on. And it felt like this really, really special time with my baby. And I think just you can get, especially when you have subsequent children, I think it can be hard to find that time to connect with your child. Your first, like you're just constantly, you know, you feel like yeah, they're going with you everywhere. Yeah. Yes. But once you have subsequent children, it's like, it can be hard to remember where you're at in your pregnancy and where the baby's at and you know, how big are they supposed to be and what are they developmentally doing right now? Um, and so I feel like setting aside some time whenever that is to just like meditate or to, um, you know, fold your baby clothes or, you know, rock in your rocker, wherever it is, whatever you have, just like finding that time to like really think on the baby and bond, I feel like is really special. So yes, I agree. Um, my sister had her baby now it's been like, oh my gosh, almost four months, which is wild. Yeah. That hurts. But I feel like I was just telling her this because the end of her pregnancy was so hard. Like, I mean, like all pregnancies, but, um, I remember telling her like the end is so special because it is the last time that they are yours. You know, it is just, it is just you and them. And it's so sacred, you know, like when they're in your womb, you don't have to share them with anyone. Totally. It is all you and them. And it's so special. And when they come out, you know, they're, they're their own little person and, you know, you have to let the siblings hold him and let you have to fend off all the family members that you don't want to hold your baby. (laughs) Yes. But even like they're independent, you know, and you have to like, and you have to do things and you can't just bring them with you. You know, you can't just, you know, when you're pregnant, you can take your baby everywhere. Yeah. And as soon as the baby's here, you have to start getting some distance and 
you know, it's obviously so special and amazing to bring them into those worlds, but there's something so sacred about just having them with you all the time and knowing they're like safe and content. And obviously there are times like at the end where it feels like I need them to get out to feel safe. Yeah. Like I've definitely felt that with, um, a couple of my pregnancies, but you know, when you know that they are safe in there and you feel them kicking and just knowing that like they're content in your room is the best. It is the best. It feels like just a little secret you guys just yes. have all the time. You know, like this super special connection that nobody else gets to get in on. Just yes. the two of you. And it's really just the most special thing. And then you have to share them with the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another thing that I love about getting ready for birth is I love making a birth playlist. Ooh, yes. It's, and now this is my, th- I've added to it every time, but this is my third baby that I'm using the same birth playlist so I'll listen to the songs and you know it just brings me it just brings me right back and also makes me so excited like all the songs on there just like really I I know there are some birth playlists that are like this girl's on fire like all those like girl power songs and I mine's definitely more like calming and that's I don't know I love listening to it and just you know envisioning envisioning her and giving birth to her and kind of meditating on that even with the music I've loved 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 that I'll share my birth playlist but oh yes I love it's, that it's so special to me I love that I this last time gave birth in December on the 20th and so I had a lot of Christmas songs in with mine actually oh, cute. which I loved that's like it just felt, perfect it really felt so special but probably not a playlist that everyone wants <laughs> I'll love that on Halloween as I'm giving birth. I really want to be listening to Jingle Bells. <laughs> no, it was a really, it was a really special. I liked that a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. I felt like there was something else I wanted to share though about preparing for birth. But oh, I I was going to say. Um, I know I shared this in a previous episode, but Paris and I at this last time we recorded this whole episode, and I'd been telling her it was right before I had Eloise, maybe a couple months before. And I'm telling her like, this time, I'm just going to let it all happen. Like, I'm not going to do the dates. I'm not going to do the curb walking. I'm just, you know, we're just going to let the body do what it's, do its thing and not interfere, you know, not that I feel like those are like interfering, but I just was like, I trust my body knows what it's doing. Anyway, I literally went home that night. She'd been like telling me like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, I just like to do those things. Anyway, <laughs> go home that night. I'm like, Johnny, work her walking right now. <laughs> and I like go to Costco the next day and buy all the dates. <laughs> it's just like, I had been lying to myself that I like. <laughs> that you were going to be patient about this whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, no, no. So anyway, we did the girl walking and I even remember, um, I don't know, just like fall, all fall, like Halloween. And as the snow started falling through November, like the, all of those memories are going to be curb walking for oh. me <laughs> from my neighborhood. But, um, the dates, okay. Paris can't do this because of the GD, but <laughs> no, but I do believe very, very strongly in this. Yes. Um, I did. Okay. This was the best way to get them in because in previous pregnancies, I feel like I was just like struggling to get them in. Cause you're supposed to do six. So so many, it's so many, it's so many, it's so many carbs. Yes. <laughs> so this last pregnancy, I 
prepped them. I think I maybe I prepped them once or twice. So I would do huge batches. Like you go by the big thing from Costco of the dates and pit them. And I stuffed them with natural peanut butter and a peanut. And then I'd close them up, squish them closed, and then dip them in dark chocolate. I think I may have done the lilies, which are sweetened with stevia. If you haven't had those ones, they're delicious. Anyway, so I, um, you dip them in dark chocolate and then freeze them. And I would just have two. It's like the yummiest tastes like a frozen Snickers. It's so freaking good. I would do two after every meal. So it didn't feel like so overwhelming. Cause six at one time would feel like a lot. Oh, you would want to throw up, but I'm like two felt, felt, felt like a nice little treat, you yeah. know? So I did two, like, uh, maybe like two around lunch and then two around snack and then two after dinner. Anyway, I little tip. I did that. I didn't do it that way. That sounds really good. So good. But I did do the dates with Lola and Lola's birth was amazing. Yeah. I'm like trying to mentally prepare for the fact that my birth is going to be different this time. <laughs> it's not going to be like the ideal. It could like, be My so water broke at still. home and two hours later Lola was here. But um, I believe so strongly in dates. I'll link some of the studies because they're really oh, yeah. amazing. My midwife actually was like before we found IGD. She's like we'll get you started on dates. Um, anyways, she's the best, but I really, really believe in dates. Um, okay. I do think it's so fun. I lost all of my photos from my pregnancy with miles. Did you know that when, when miles was like two months old, I lost every photo on my phone. It was so sad. It was so sad. So I don't have any pictures of my first pregnancy and I did better with my second, but my third, I'm like, okay, we are. we are documenting we're documenting this bump and even if you don't feel like it it, they're special and you should take them and you should have your friends take them because I talked about this in our email but your friends will take the best pictures of you don't ask your husband ask your friends or hire a photographer but take pictures and this is coming from someone whose husband yes literally documents for a living Pierce is an amazing photographer but (laughs) He's like, so it stands true is what yes, I'm saying. <laughs> yes. But Pierce is like, Pierce will like take a picture of my bump and like, it will be really a cool, like well-composed, cool picture. But like my friends will take 400 of me and hype me up and make yeah. me feel good. And like, not to say Pierce doesn't make you feel good, but like, you know, your girlfriends oh, are hyping you up. Pierce is like, okay, got it. A hundred percent. Tony's like embarrassed that I asked. So <laughs> honestly, like Pierce gets it like, and he'll be excited to like take a picture, but that's it. And I'm like, wait, wait, but like what angles best? Exactly. And my girlfriends would tell me and they'd be like, but wait, move your head this way. Yeah. Just ask your girlfriends. Um, okay. What else? I love to journal at the end of my pregnancy. I just feel like it's such a special time. If you, if I can find time. Um, okay. And just taking that time with your spouse, I feel like, especially for the first baby, but honestly with each baby, things just get crazier when you add a baby. So taking time to spend intentionally together is so important. And I can remember my last, our last date with each of our kids, you know, like the night before I was induced with miles, we went to one of our favorite restaurants and I'll never forget it. It was so special. And you know, like, of course it's important to take time together after the baby comes, but 
you know, it takes a second to get back into that routine. And I just think it's a special time to mark together. Yeah. I also think communicating with your spouse, like anything you want during birth, um, like how involved you want them to be or what would be helpful for you, especially if you've given birth before and you kind of have a better idea of, of how you want them to be involved. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. You know, um, I, I, Johnny and I both always laugh because he went and got our tires changed while I was in the hospital getting induced with Wells. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> How? <laughs> That's like such a Johnny thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just like, he's like, I'll be back. Like, it'll be quick. You know? Yeah, he's like, I don't want us to so be stuck funny. here with, cause like one of our tires, I think we'd like hit a nail or something. He's like, one of our tires kept losing air. He's like, I don't want to check into the hospital by yourself. He's like, it's all good. I promise. He he checked in with me, like checked in with me, went into the room and then was like, "Uh, I think I'm going to go. I just, I don't want to get stuck here. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Anyway, my doctor did not let him live it down. (laughs) That is (laughs) like, as I'm pushing, he's like, Johnny, I'm so glad you could make this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you didn't care. It's not like you were. No, not at all. It was so funny. (laughs) You're going to die with Pierce said to me. He's like, oh, I am just. I'm just dreading being locked in a hotel or in a hospital room again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. It's going to be so hard for you. <laughs> Pierce hates. Oh, that's like Like the a- 24 hours from when I have the baby to when I can leave are like torture to Pierce. I think this time I'm just going like, to just go. No, I think that is so classic Not for a guy. That. That's what I actually did with Johnny. This time around, we like discussed that. And I'm like, actually, I feel comfortable having a newborn. Like I'm good feeding and... I- the nurses are there a hundred. I'm just like, leave. Like you can go home. You can sleep. The first two, I really wanted him there. But this time I for sure sent him home. Cause same. I'm like, I won't just... ever forget getting the, what do they call them? Aftershocks when your uterus oh, is horrible. Yeah. Cramping. Um, or contracting. Um, when you're nursing after you've had the baby and they were the very worst with Brooks. Like they're bad every time, but with Brooks, it was next freaking level. And I remember just being like, I haven't like the kind of pain that I literally sweat coming down my forehead. Oh, horrible. I'm like writhing. Labor. Yes. Oh, and I think partly why I think partly why is because he was in the NICU and I had to use, um, I had to pump oh my right gosh. off the bat and I had to use these hospital grade pumps, which, oh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Anyway, I think that it's like extra suction or something. I don't know. I don't know why it was so bad. Anyway, writhing in pain, literally worse than labor with him. And I look over and Johnny's sleeping, sleeping on the little couch. I just, in that moment was like, oh, he will pay for this. Oh, and then, you know, he wakes up and he was like, oh, that was, that was a so horrible night's sleep. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm sure it was uncomfortable, but. <laughs> no, it's not the time. Did you know that I just ripped? <laughs> Read the room, buddy. <laughs> Anyway, oh my gosh, I can't. So yes, all of that, all of that to say, within reason, maybe express some expectations there with your spouse. I, I have to say, I love, love giving birth like with Pierce. That's so. That's one of my favorite parts. I totally have done previously. I've done my birth unmedicated, and I love that I need him. You know, I need him to be doing the counter pressure, and I feel like we do it together. And obviously, it's mostly me. (laughs) but they're very involved yes and I love I love like getting to lean on him and like I I told him with Miles I said 
Oh, wait, I didn't even, I didn't even say this and I have to because everyone who's been pregnant will get this. (laughs) But I told him when I was pregnant with Lola, I'm like, okay, I got induced with Miles and it was, it was a really positive experience, but I told him like, okay, I don't want to get induced this time. I'll just let my body go whenever it's supposed to go and, you know, I'll have that happen. (laughs) And that was at like 16 weeks. And then, um towards the very end of my pregnancy I'm like okay well I'm gonna try and schedule my induction for like around this day and he's like whoa 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 I thought you didn't want to get induced I'm like that was when I was 16 weeks pregnant now I am 36 weeks pregnant and I am scheduling an induction like don't try to talk me out of it you know like don't bring up things I may or may not have said at 16 weeks totally and I I actually told him with Miles I I wanted to go unmedicated, but I was like not hell bent on it. I just was like, oh, that'd be, I would like to try anyways. But I told him because I could imagine him like not liking to see me in pain and just being like, just get that epidural, just get that epidural. And I told him, you know, I don't want you to talk me into getting the epidural. I want you to try and talk me into doing it natural. And even, even just telling him like how I wanted him to encourage me was so helpful. And then it did get to a point where I'm like, okay, I think I want an epidural. And he said, and he was reminding me all the reasons why I wanted to try and go unmedicated. And anyways, we had, we like had communicated to figure out like, okay, when do I actually want it? And when do I just need you to talk me into it? Right, right. But I just think that having those communications set or those expectations set clearly are so important, but totally. Or even like things like if you want a picture with your fresh newborn, like in the hour after, like make sure you think about that, you know, like communicate to your spouse. Hey, can you get a pic? Like, can you remember to take a picture or even like while the doctor's still in there, can you remember to take a picture while, you know, right after the baby comes or whatever? I think, yeah. Cause your brain is in so many, like I would love for you to take pictures while I'm in labor or whatever it is. A hundred percent little videos. Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, you are so focused. You're so in your brain yeah. at that moment that you probably won't think and you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, you'll be looking back like, dang, I wish I had, you know, this picture yes. or that picture. So I think that's also a good time. Also, I just like managing expectations of spouses. I'm like, I totally, I'm not going to have, we live really close to the hospital where I deliver and I'm not going to have him stay the whole 24 hours because I know he'll feel like a caged animal. And so he can go home and be with the kids, the other kids for a little bit and maybe help bring him. And obviously when I need him, he'll be there, but I'm not going to make him stay in the hospital room just to stay in the hospital room. And if you want your husband to, then power to you. But I would rather, I'd rather he like go let off some, some yeah. anxious energy and then come back. Yeah. Like even though they just also had a child, like they didn't, their body did not go through yeah. trauma. They you don't, know, need, they I don't mean, need I don't to rest. That's even the right way to say that, but yeah. you know, if, yeah, for you, it's like, you need that time even mentally to just like decompress, like get your bearings. You're going through like major hormone drop. You're learning to nurse, like yeah. all the things you're bonding with your baby, but like there's, they're just feeling like it's any other day. They just like got a baby, you yeah. know? So it's like to be able to get out, breathe, do your normal things. I actually think that's really helpful. Well, and to be fair, like I can feel loved and supported by him and he could still go home and take a shower and kiss our kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, there was one other thing. Oh, packing a hospital bag. Okay. This was the first time I actually packed one like really thoroughly. Oh, really? Before, uh uh-huh. Before I had a baby. I always wanted to, but I don't know. Um, sometimes, sometimes like you mentioned, sometimes the to-do list actually stresses me out. 
And with Eloise, I probably was so overprepared. I was telling my mom, like I'd call her like every day, multiple times a day with all the things I was doing to prepare. Like, okay, I went through this room now. Okay. I scheduled cleaners on the day that I'm getting induced. Okay. I, anyway, and finally like a week before I had Eloise, I had this just like huge breakdown and I was like, I had no idea. I was so stressed. I feel like I've been handling it so well. My mom was like, I could have told you, (laughs) I could have told you, you were so stressed. You've been calling me every two hours, telling me all of the things on your to-do list (laughs) or things that you've been getting done. Anyway, so I think it's been stressful in the past, but this time I was like, you know what? I'm going with the bare minimum. Like I have learned babies need nothing. They need a diaper and a mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so simple. So anyway, I was just like, I'm going to go bare minimum, just like bring a few things that I think would be comforting to me. And I actually really appreciated it this time around because I felt like, um, just in case you need to stay longer. I always know that that's a possibility with my blood pressure. They like to monitor me for a little bit longer. So in case you need to stay longer, it's nice to have things on hand. Um, like a couple pairs of pajamas or even like, um, this time I brought like a headband. Cause I thought like, Oh, I don't know that I'll want to like stand up and do all my hair in the hospital. You know, I got a lot of it, but I'm like, I want to feel put together. So yeah. like I brought a headband and I brought a clip and anyway, just like And literally, I think the only baby thing other than a take-home outfit I brought was, and like a blanket, um, was, oh, I brought like nipple butter and that may have honestly been it. Like that was very, very pregnancy related. Other than that, I feel like everything else you kind of like can have at home. Like for like a hotel stay almost. Yeah. Yeah, Hmm. exactly. So I just thought of like a few things that would help me feel put together. I knew I'd take pictures afterwards and... Um, might be there a couple days. So I think like low key packing for the hospital is so helpful. I love packing for the hospital. I think it's so fun and exciting. And it's so exciting. Just makes me feel excited. Um, I, I always pack my hospital bag and I love, I honestly love doing it. Um, okay. Also I pack so many snacks. <laughs> Do you not? No, I'm so surprised. That actually is making me laugh in this moment. No, I packed <laughs> so many snacks. Never, I'm ravenous. I've never packed any snacks. How? <laughs> because the hospital food is not good. No, I don't eat it. I don't eat one bite. I, okay, what I do eat, what I do eat. I felt really bad that I didn't bring no, you food no, in the hospital. No, don't feel bad. Well, that's the thing is I think partly at the hospital I normally deliver at, there's this place that makes the best acai bowls. And so... postpartum with Brooks and Wells like that was all I ever wanted fun bring me an all say evil um and then I don't know with Eloise I feel like it just I my mom was around and and we have a good friend who literally lives three minutes from the hospital so like she came a couple times and anyway it was no big deal but I will say in the hospital there are two things that I just love one (laughs) graham crackers and peanut butter they Always have graham crackers and peanut they butter. Do, they have them there for yeah, you? Always. Okay. Always. I brought, I, <laughs> I could like bring myself, um, like a gluten-free version of graham okay, crackers. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they always have little packets of graham crackers in and they'll have like, sometimes they have a nurse's basket and if you have really good nurses, they'll bring it in for you Wait, too. Wait, sweet. So like they always have the Lorna Dune cookies. <laughs> okay. Cute. <laughs> Okay, but the other so a thing bunch is, of stuff that's not gluten free, which explains yeah, why I've felt the need to buy. I never eat the food, snacks. but like they're like hospital snacks. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, love loves me some graham crackers and peanut butter. And then the other thing is this time around, she said, "What did she call it? I want to remember now." In the past, I've loved just like the cherry syrup and ice chips to chew on. Yum so good but um like while you're in labor you've like got the you've hacked the system I know. 
You're like, well, I don't need to bring the snacks because. <laughs> because if you get a really good nurse, yes. they're going to bring their own snacks in for you. <laughs> You've hacked it. Okay. I get it. Okay. But my nurse's time around was amazing that, del- that was there for the delivery. And after I delivered, she was like, what do you want to drink? And probably not the healthiest option, to be honest, Kay. You know what? Just You just gave birth. You yeah. drink whatever you yes. want. Yes. Yes. So, and I had been in labor for literally ever, longer than my first one. So it was just like, I'm thirsty. Anyway, she gave me a couple options. And then she said one of them. I wish I could remember what she called it. Like a mommy mocktail or something. Mommy mocktail. Maybe that's what she called it. And I was like, what was that one? I'm like, what was, what's in that? And she's like, I'm just going to go get it for you. <laughs> Love her. Anyway, she, oh, she brings it back so freaking good. It was so good. It was like orange juice, Sprite, and then like mm, some like maybe cherry, strawberry. I don't know. It was heaven on earth. I'm going to ask my nurse, can I have a mommy mocktail? Please do. Please be like, they have to, it has to be a nurse thing. They have to know what it is. So if you're delivering in a hospital, ask about the mommy mocktail. Oh my gosh. I've never heard this tip before. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to like do some TikTok research and see if it's a thing in other places. Please do report back. Oh my gosh. That time is just so fun. And as hard as pregnancy is, I love preparing for it. And I'm really just trying to, I don't want to say soak it in because that's not what I'm trying to do, but I, I am trying to, I am trying to make the most of it and to treasure the parts of it that are really special. Totally. As you should. And I'm just so excited for her to be here. I mean, that's the best part is the anticipation. Yes. So I'm excited too. I can't wait. Okay. Well, that's kind of all I have. Do you have anything else? Not really. I'm just so excited. I love talking about pregnancy. So I'm anxious to hear. I feel like when I was pregnant, I was always looking like finding all the podcast episodes I could about every phase of pregnancy and postpartum and it's just such, it truly is such a special time. And anyway, I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. So if you enjoyed this episode, it would be, it honestly would mean a lot if you shared it. That is the best way to get the podcast out there. And also feel free to ever shoot us an email, DM us, let us know what you're liking, give us feedback. Um, I love, love, love engaging with listeners. So anyway, leave us a rating and review on your preferred listening app. And we're so excited to be with you next week.